I don't think generazione di fenomeni is um, the perfect way to talk about this thing. Because if you say generazione di fenomeni, you think that we don't do nothing. Generazione di fenomeni is perfect for the newspaper. Our guest today is one of the biggest names in Italian volleyball, a part of the legendary Generazione di Fenomeni. He won seven times the Italian Championship, four times the Champions League, he was three times world champion with the national team, but also a holder of many other titles, medals and different awards. After starting his coaching career, he was an assistant coach of the Polish national team and later won the Polish league with Zaksa. He shared with all of us his amazing experience and gave insight to some of the most interesting moments in the history of Italian volleyball. Ladies and gentlemen, signore e signori, Andrea Gardini. Mr. Gardini, first of all, I'd like to thank you for accepting the invitation to be a guest in our podcast, First Tempo, the podcast of Volleyball Explains. And uh, I'm really happy that I'm going to uh, talk with you about volleyball today. Uh, with my first question, um, I would like to uh, get you a little bit back in time because you started playing in the late 70s, early 80s, and back then the Soviet volleyball were, was the king then. Did you have then a volleyball example, uh, an idol, and if yes, why exactly him or maybe her? Oh, no, if you're talking about that time, uh, when it, I remember that. You say you were right, uh, uh, Russia was... Um, best team in the world everyone tried to play like in the russia style but first of all it was not so easy because at that time only russia some we can say some physical player with this uh, attitude was amazing i remember one amazing middle blocker mr savin um, a few years ago i met him in one uh, all-star game in poland we played together it was really nice and i can say this for sure was a high level. But not only him, a lot of nice, great players at that time. I remember the setter, the father of the title that right now play in Russia, is a Russian-Italian players, and was one amazing setter because it was so unbelievable, precise in every ball. And um, anyway, all the team, Sapega, Father, Moliboga, Kondra, all that player was amazing at that time because they have great skills technical skills, first of all, and also some physical attitude were really good. So they, I think, was the best team in the world around more or less 10 years, maybe more, I'm not sure about. Poland at the time was at some, um, bit some time Russia, if I remember, one time in Olympic Games and one time in World Championship. But uh, for all the time, Russia was the best team. And after, later, uh, USA style coming on the, on the court uh, and they start, start to play in a different style. They start to compete, uh, start to compete with Russia in, in a really different way, for sure. But, uh, but then, but then the, uh, the Soviets didn't play, in, uh, didn't play in Los Angeles Olympics in 84, but, but then USA beat them in the, in the Silver Olympics. So, so, so finally, finally they, they had a match uh, in, in the Olympics, one against. Maybe we can also uh, add here that also not only the, the, the son of Zaitsev is Ivan Zaitsev, but also the son of Alexander Savin Sergei is playing in oh. Lokomotiv Novosibirsk. And in yeah. this regard, uh, my, my next question is, uh, 
in terms of volleyball back then and in terms of volleyball today, what is the difference between the preparation and the instruction for the players then and uh, 30 years later now? Uh, I think you're talking about the tactical preparation. I don't think you're talking about the physical preparation, maybe. Uh, it's totally different. Truly speaking, at that time, there was more or less no any scouting know any info about the opponent team everyone say okay this player has a great skill in attack maybe this one is amazing in reception try to skip that one but was really few things nothing of everyone was much more focused on the on the home uh, teams not on the opponent teams uh, i can say that, that from um, olympic game from the olympic game in seoul when uh, united states started scouting the team uh, more or less everything changing because for that time uh, all the team around the world started working on the technical preparation about the match try to study the opponent team the style the weak part of the team and the best part to avoid so uh, i think it's totally different i can say that right now it's improved a lot maybe too much <laughs> sometimes there's too many focus on the opponent team and less focus on our team because it happened, you know, we try to find every time the little things about the wicked part of the opponent teams, uh, and sometimes you forgot to protect your team in some situation. Anyway, for sure, the, to the world is totally changed. Right now, every coach, every staff spend a lot of time in study the opponent teams, uh, skills, uh, what is their weak play, weak position, uh, weak pro some problem, maybe in the block, some problem in reception. And you study with the image, you study with the scouting, you have a lot of number. They can um, give you one direction, how to work, or one place so you can make more attention during the game. And at the end, you can prepare really um, a good folder for the team with some key information, because still I think that too many information means like you give no one information, because the player during the match, in, uh, in the most hot moment, for sure, they cannot remember everything. So the, the work of the team of the staffs and the coach is to find some really important things the player have to remember. So guys, today is a match for what? What do we have to make our focus on this part of the of the match? Because it's really important. Here we can make the difference. Some other part we can try to make in, in different ways. So is our job right now is much more complicated because uh, that's the way there's a lot of staffs, a lot of assistant coach, a lot of scouting. And analysis, analysis man, because you have to find the way to build the, uh, the team in a, the match in a better way. Remember that right now the rally point system is also, is also so quickly, so in a while you can lose everything. If you don't correct immediately some problem during the set, the set is done in one second because it's really fast. And so do you think this, this is the biggest change in volleyball? Uh, this this tactical change in terms of more statistics, more analysis, and how much information do you think that you uh, as a coach should give to the players and they should memorize before a game? Because there are some approaches to several things, but, but very important, but other coaches uh, like for their players to, to memorize more information. Okay, uh, for sure this is one is a gra great difference between the uh, we can say the old style volleyball and the new age of volleyball. It's totally different. It's a new world, new also um, professional uh, staffs uh, that working because statistics analysis they are totally new. 
and continues to improve day by day, for sure it's a great difference. Uh, I think it's not the most important part, in my opinion. It's one part that you need, you have to work on this. But the team has to be ready, especially my team, in the right way, well prepared about everything. We have to know what we have to do. We. And after, we try to do something about the, the skills of our opponent. Of course, uh, um, I, I, my focus is to give to the teams some info, general info about everyone, and some personal info for the different um, the players, maybe for the receivers and the liberals, some info about the direction of the service, the main direction of the service, because right now many players have more different service, can manage the service in a different way. Uh, for the middle blocker, how to organize the line in the block. So we have to know every time what can happen in, in every different line. For my setter, how to manage the line in a, um, my offensive line, because we have to remember the volleyball is an offensive sport. So the attack is one of the most important parts in volleyball. And um, the key every time is the setter. The setter has to know how to manage the situation. So I think that um, there is some info for the team and some personal info. And after we have to divide the situation between the player, because the, some players have the ability to remember more things. Not too much. I cannot say everyone. If you ask to any great player, if you remember more than three, four things in a key moment, I talk in a key moment, no at the starting of the match, in a key moment when everything is fucked up, you are 24 24, <laughs> the key ball arrived in the hand of the set in front of you. And what this, the player in the block thinking, sometimes is nothing. There's no time, too fast. So I have to find the key to put two, three inform key information, and maybe they react about this information. If I give them 12, 20 information, they don't remember nothing. They can say that, okay, I can say, okay, guys, I tell you what's happened. It happened this, 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 and this. But after, at the end, I don't have nothing. Because in the key moment, the ball in the hand of the center and the, the mind of my player is white. It's one second without nothing. So they have some focus. Okay, can take some risk. We stay focused on this. We do this and we see what's happening. And the second part, most important in my opinion, my player had to be ready to react what's up in the court. Staff info are really important. My, my target is to build players that can react in different way uh, between what's happened into the opponent court. Because I can say we have one idea to play, but in that course happens something of different. I want that my player have the ability to react because every action is different. The ball is to be shorter, a little bit higher, off the net, close to the net. And so they have, they, they, I want to give to my players the ability to react about this. On this, we put some info, but not too much. I don't trust play coach, they give you, uh, they say everything. Okay, you say everything. Okay, you are a good coach. You know, you watch a video a billion of hours every day. So you know everything. But the player cannot remember everything. If you have, I played and I remember what, how many things I have in my mind in the key moment. Believe me, few things. <laughs> so so, so let's, let's say that the ability to read the game is, is more important than the ability to, to memorize information most of the time. Uh, okay, Absolutely. yeah. You played, you played under the old rules with no liberal, with, with points only after uh, a side out. Uh, with the liberal only, two. Yeah, after I the played with the liberal two, eh? both situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you played with the old rules, you played also with the new rules. Uh, yeah. Was it easier? Was it easy to adapt? 
and what was what was the difference between two systems of, of course of course you need you needed to receive but this is uh this is, is self-explanatory so the new rules are much better for the middle block believe me <laughs> because you spend billion of hour to pass the ball in uh, in the gym because usually the middle block uh, have no great skill in reception so i have to stay in the middle of the core with powerful service like we have right now is really hard believe me much better the liberal thinking about this middle blocker going to bend thinking about next line in the block get some info and they stay calm down i think it's a great idea this one about the liberal totally changing the style and mostly we put in the court one player that don't need to be two meter two meter and ten you know what i mean can be also normal man maybe sometimes a little man so we open the world of volleyball also some um, normal Man, we can say we don't play volleyball only if you are over the two meter. Why? Well, not right now. Also, in space, maybe in Japan, in China, sometimes they have a really a lot of players, and some little men can make the liberal. I think it's a great idea, believe me. Great idea. And mostly, we don't see the middle blocker pass the ball. It's a great also. <laughs> because the, the Iranian, the Iranian liberals was also short. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the whole style, this man can never play volleyball. It's impossible. And right now we have a great, this the idea of the liberal, I think is one of the greatest idea in volleyball, in my opinion. And, and uh, how do you think exactly changed the, the middle blocker position, except for the fact that I believe that, they, that the middle blockers got, got, uh, got taller, I, I, I think in the last years. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. All the, okay, uh, volleyball changing like every sport, for the physical point of view, right now everyone is taller, bigger, faster, so <laughs> this every sport going in that direction. Uh, right now, the situation of the middle block is changing a lot, also because the volleyball starts to be so fast. So the ball right now is so fast that uh, not every time you can play like in an old style reading block, every time follow the ball, because sometimes you have four spiker, one first tempo, two and four and one pipe, more or less every time with medium reception. And it's really hard to follow that ball. Sometimes you have to get some decisions. That's the way I told you, the middle blocker have to study a bit the opponent team and be able to take some decision. Because if you wait every time with a good side, a normal team, you don't catch any, you don't touch any block. So sometimes you have to get some responsibility. Jump on the first tempo, sometimes wait, go on direction of the better. Spiker, depends where the reception arrived, also you can the team can help more or less uh, or can get some decision because in some situation the setter never pass the ball maybe to the opposite maybe to the middle blocker so we should take some risk because if you wait every time the opponent team has the control of the match every time it is not possible let's talk uh, a little bit about generazione di fenomeni can you can you tell me can you tell me uh, the best side of the team and also a little bit about the approach of Julio Velasco, the approach then of Bebeto de Freitas and also the difference between the two coaches. Uh, okay, first of all, I want to tell you one thing. I don't think Generazione di Fenomeni is um, the perfect way to talk about this team. Because if you say Generazione di Fenomeni, you think that we don't do nothing. We become an amazing player because we are. So something like from the God. <laughs> but this team was made it on the work, hard work. Hard work here, hour and hour on the gym. Uh, one group of, one um, team of young guys 
that they don't accept nothing. They won't come, they won't win because we lose in the beginning a lot, a lot, believe me. And we arrived at one time, the Velasco arrived, in, in my opinion, the key moment. And we don't say, we don't, um, we don't have any doubts. We, we do everything, but we want to change it this way. So if you want that you practice four hours, five hours, six hours, we stay. Because we have to show that we can win something one day. And uh, truly speaking, I was surprised because in one season, everything changing. <laughs> we start to win. And I think it was the perfect mix. Velasco, the right coach, arrived in the right moment in Italy. You know what I mean? And this team was ready about everything. They have no doubts, they have no condition. Everyone was ready for the national team to do everything, and no one complaining about it. And it was perfect. And we created, in my opinion, one great team. But generation the phenomenon, I don't think is the right way to talk. It's perfect for the newspaper, for <laughs> its great name, but not means that we are. We were we become great players because God helped us. You know what? <laughs> we built ourselves. This is true. And if you talk with all the players in that, that team, everyone say like that. Yeah. After the difference between Julio and Bebeto, uh, for sure was a huge difference. Julio stayed with us uh, a lot of times, and and the team changing a lot in that time. But many of this um, original player, we can say like that, stay in the team, and these players make the right spirit for the team. Everyone come inside, immediately go in the right spirit of work, of sacrifice, of stability, of fighting every ball, every day, every practice. Say like that is easy, do like that is totally different. And uh, Bebeto arrived and uh, only continues in that way, with a different style, yeah, the Brazilian style, totally different about Julio. But no matter, the team was a strong team. The play, we wasn't so young at that time, but was still in good shape. And especially, it was helped from new guys that arrived, and immediately the guys follow us, follows us as in our mentality, in our style of stay on the gym, or stay on the or work and everything. And that was the reason why we won also the third world championship in the rules. And uh, I think this is the difference between Bebetuis was a great, a great coach, absolutely. But we cannot compare Bebeto and Julio because the style was so different. But at the end, both have a great results. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, uh, now I realize that I was, I, I, not I was, but I am with the right twat outfit today with Tazuro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, in this regard, Italy has uh, had a lot of success in the 90s. Why do you think that nowadays a significant or maybe at least a small drop in performance? I, I, I mean that in the last 10 years, Italy doesn't have a European title doesn't have a, a world title also even even though of course you have medals from the from the championship but no title in the last uh, I believe yeah. how many 15 years out uh, after the last European title can be uh, no I think you are right yeah. the last yeah. European title was in in Italy I think in Rome yeah with with, Mont with Montale I believe with believe me what I can tell you I, I don't know because in my opinion, um, I don't know what's going on into the national team because I'm not there for a long time. Okay, I was there with Andrea Anastasi. We practiced together like, in the staff. We working together in the staff. I was there for three years. But really speaking, at that time, Italy wasn't ready for making great results. Right now, in the last few years, I think they have a huge, amazing team with great players. And um, at the end, in the key moment, everything something missing. Uh, and, but I, I cannot tell you what's going on. What's the reason why? 
But what I can say when they ask me, you think we miss something? No, I don't think Italy will now miss nothing. We have amazing players, also young players coming behind with great skills. Also physical players, amazing, like you say, um, Giannelli or Zaitsev or Juan Torreña. We don't have any problem, in my opinion, but we missed some uh, great results for a long time. You are perfect right. I have no idea what is the reason because, you know, I cannot hear all the rumors around the stupid things. You have to be inside, you have to be in the team for see, for understand what's going on. For sure, we had this team and everything for make uh, one gold medal, in my opinion. We will see. I hope it's coming as soon as possible. Between 2011, I believe, and 2013, you were assistant coach of Andrea Anastasi, who was also a guest in the podcast some time ago. And what made Poland improve that much in the last years? You put the ground, you, you, you won the World League here in, in Sofia in 2012, and then they, Poland has two world titles in a row. What do you think is the main reason for Poland to be that good now? Uh, okay, what I can tell to you, because I spent a lot of time in Poland, uh, eight years between uh, national, before I was coaching national team with Anastas and after I coached there for five years in different clubs. Uh, I can say that they have for sure a great quality of work, a lot of good players, first of all, because a lot of players in Poland, in Poland volleyball is a, I can say, and maybe not the main sports, but with, with soccer, with football, is really close. So many guys love to play volleyball, right? Because I arrived in the volleyball, being a national team, volleyball is an unbelievable success in Poland. And uh, they have a huge attitude to work, this for sure. They have no any problem to work hard. To, they trust in themselves. They have a great spirit. And uh, I think they're changing. A lot of coaches in the last time, you know what I mean? Different style and everyone, first of all, I think great coaches in my opinion. And everyone put in the team some, uh, something of new. And these guys are really open for, for the, what I remember because I'm, until two years ago I was coaching there. And they are really open mind. So they are ready to catch everything, to get any suggestion and try to, to improve. You know what I mean? And this is, in my opinion, is the key because sometimes um, I see the situation around that many players, uh, also good players, uh, okay, are amazing players, but they are not so open minded for trying to change something to improve because you can improve until the last day you play volleyball. In my opinion, in Poland, this is the key in this moment. They're changing a lot of coach because uh, there was uh, Castellani, but before, sorry, it was Lozano, Castellani, there was, uh, was Anastasi, uh, Antiga. Now, um, Vital Heinen, mm -hmm. so every, that is every different style, but every coach puts something of new and helping the team to improve. And right now, the two times in a row world championship, not easy, eh? believe me. And they continue to put inside new players, the new players arriving, and this all the volleyball world in Poland is so huge that they start to produce, continue to produce players. So I'm waiting, maybe I don't know if they win a game. But for sure, in the future, Poland will be ready for, for make great results in every time. Because the system in Poland right now working really good. Working with the, with the league, a lot of people. Okay, not right now because of the COVID. TV rights everywhere. All the matches are in TV. The people love volleyball and the people want to become a great player for the national team. And this, believe me, is really important. 
because can uh, day by day, month by month, year by year, you can find new player and the national team can be better and better. You won the title of Poland in 2019 with with Zaxa, and then you uh, you uh, went back to Italy to to work with Piacenza. Uh, why things didn't work out with Piacenza in the beginning of this season and? In general, what do you believe are the reasons for a bunch of great, great players? Because now Piacenza has Russell, Grozer, even though he's injured now, but Grozer, Cleveno, uh, uh, with uh, also uh, Irazuelder, the setter. Why do you think is the main reason for uh, some several great players not to become a good enough team? Well, you know, sometimes uh, that means that to buy the best players, become you make a great team. Anyway, there is, the season is still long, for sure. Uh, this season, Piacenza was totally unlucky because we started late, some with the COVID reasons, some players coming around the world at the billion of problems with the visa, coming out of Turkey from the USA. So everyone was really late, uh, and really speaking, in the beginning, the team played really bad. So we missed some, uh, in the beginning, some um, matches, uh, and the team, uh, the club, the honor was really angry, but this is normal. Uh, I don't know if they find the key. I think, it's a, like you said, it's a great team. Uh, mouse by mouse, I think at the end they can find uh, the key for playing a good level of volleyball. For sure, until right now, um, there's no, not a good, not been a good feeling. But you know, sometimes can be make one or two good, good matches and the feeling coming. You never know. Uh, I think sometimes happen. Like I told you, you can buy the best player, put them together, and you think, okay, I have an amazing team. Maybe not, not every time is like that. Every feeling of the teams is really important. So sometimes you put in together two great players and there's no feeling and not working for the team, not helping the team, maybe working uh, for himself and not for the total team. And this can be one of the key. But right now, I don't know. When it was hard, we had this for sure the condition to the physical problem because the team wasn't great. Too late. Everyone arrived too late. The physical some players don't play for six months. You know what I mean? And yeah, when you have too problems, much. the player cannot come. Uh, the COVID everywhere was a fucking disaster. So I hope that because uh, these guys, I work with the guys uh, for a few months and they have good relations. So I hope that they can find because they, we can find the right way to work because staying one team without any success every time is not easy. And my last question is, your son Davide is playing and studying in the USA. What do you think the NCAA gives more to a young player in comparison to Europe? And do you think that there is anything that USA gives them less? Is there such a thing? Okay, first of all, Davide decided to go in USA because he loves uh, USA style. Uh, he loves volleyball. And uh, when he finishes, uh, um, at the school, eh? before the university in Italy, more or less, you don't have any opportunity to play in, uh, in Super League in Italy because it was too young. In, uh, in SAA, he started immediately to play. So they have the opportunity over there to play, to study. He loved to study economy. So he went to university with great school of economy and he working really good. So he joined the two situations together and he, he moved there really happy. We'll be back right now for Christmas because every time in Christmas he come back. And from January, they start the league. First of all, they have the style of Volleyball USA in, um, in the university NCAA league is totally different. They do something like NBA basketball. 
they make one pre-season that finished right now in Christmas time, where they working, practice, play some branding events, and they prepare the season. And from January, they start to play exactly like an NBA, match by match, two match in California, two match in a Penn, uh, Penn State, two match in Texas, and they move. They fly and they play, they fly and they play. And at the same time, they study. So uh, mostly, I think you perfectly know, the style of volleyball, you say, the practice of thinking about volleyball is totally different. And in my opinion, it's a great opportunity for one guy to understand something. Why in, in USA they do something? Because they trust them. They are one, one system and they love the system. And with the system, they won Olympic Games. So it's not a normal system. Understand what I mean? European system many times is a little bit different. So I think it's a great opportunity for David, for the study point of view and for volleyball, to understand a different style of volleyball and mostly to have a great opportunity to work on the skill because they are working specific on the skill with the system or all the precisions, the opportunity to improve the skill of the players. And many times the players coming out of NCAAs maybe don't, don't start uh, 20 years old to play in some league around Europe, maybe later, but some players arrive with amazing skills. I can tell you Sanders, uh, Russell, uh, Jelski, Christianson, Holt, uh, Anderson. You know, this player, everyone for the university, they are amazing players, in my opinion. So, okay, we can say that you, if you go immediately one club in Europe, maybe you earn more money. But if you become a great player, for sure, you get a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, we Bulgarians also have a, uh, have a player there, Radoslav Parapunov. Do you know him in, in the University of Hawaii? He's playing there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. They played the last matches with David yeah. in Hawaii, Hawaii University. One, David won the first one 3 0, and they lose the second one 3 2. With, in an amazing, amazing arena, I think 12,000, 5,000, 15,000 people on the, on the arena. I saw the match. Yeah. And, and also, the, it's, it, it is a, a, a relatively a new news that uh, also the son of Vladimir Nikov, Alexander, he's also going to play in, uh, in Long, yeah. Long Island, I believe, in the, uh, in the I Champions. I hear some rumors about the last month that they are looking for some university. I, believe me, I think it's a great opportunity for these guys. Absolutely. They don't have to run for play immediately in one league. They don't need. If they are a great player, for sure, when they come back from this experience, they are unbelievable player. <laughs> I'm sure. Okay. Uh, thank you, Mr. Gardini, again for being a, a guest. And uh, I, I would like to, to wish you all of the luck and the help we need. Uh, actually, are we going to, to see you on the, on the coaching bench soon again? Yeah. I hope so. When <laughs> I find a new bench, I am ready to move. <laughs> I don't know where. I don't want to say nothing because right now, yeah. if I find one match, it means that one colleague will be out. So yeah. I don't want. I don't want to. Yes, it's not. Uh, like yeah, I from the colleague point of view. The, the next season, there's no problem. I'm ready. Okay. Thank you. Thank you again, and uh, and it was a real pleasure to to talk with you about volleyball. Thank you. No and you, dear spectators, uh, I would like to. Uh, to thank you also that uh, you were with us again this time and uh, I would like to remind you that you can like the clip, share it, subscribe to the channel and also if you like our content you can also uh, support our efforts in Patreon with the link in the description below. Bye-bye.